0: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision.
1: Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, invested in more. I would say happy holidays, but that doesn't sound quite right. Um, Not yet, but take a look at the calendar, and we're roughly 100 days from Christmas. September 21 becomes October 21, November 21, December 21. We're under 100 days. And uh, soon you'll be hearing the Peanuts Charlie Brown gang doing their loo, loo, loo. Right now you're hearing about UPS, FedEx, Target, and Walmart all talking about plans and hiring more people. And one of the interesting things about the hardline retailers, not the hardline, excuse me, but the brick and mortar retailers is that they're saying we need more people in stores because when someone comes to visit our store, we need to make sure they get service and they get checked out fast because they remember that they can see these jeans online and go get them from someone else. So we just did a lot of work to put, you know, the jeans at the store. Now we need to do a lot of work to put the jeans on the people and get them in the cash just going as fast as we can. Stock market hits an all-time high. Woo! There is no hangover going on. The Dow Jones Industrial Average. I don't know how I feel about that. You know, we started the day playing with records. We then opened a little bit lower. Um, I'm not in retirement. I think I would have a different opinion if I was in retirement. I would be a little bit more cautious, a little bit more scared. Um, recently, retirees, they have a 401k, typically worth a substantial amount of money, a 401k. Should they reduce their risk and move out of stocks, or should they let it ride? Because Jeremy Siegel just said that things have a 10% upside. And that 10% would go a long way. Um, it's a good idea to reduce your exposure as you get older if you've hit your targets i've hit my targets but i'm also younger so i have not reduced a lot of risk exposure so the markets are a little bit lower um, why because the dow jones industrial average has had like eight straight winning sessions it needs a breather will it i don't know i don't know i don't have a freaking friggin' crystal ball i wish i did there's a stall factor right now on the tug of war you know what can chase stocks higher and you know man everything seems resilient or should we take some money off the table and it's a tug of war sizable gains this quarter have contributed to stretched valuations we keep hearing that the valuation argument has been dismissed in a lot of circles as a tired one because there's been a lot of vitality in the persistence of low interest rates i have a friend who was saying just the dumbest things possible he, yesterday he's like, so I got this investor friend who, you know, he's putting new money into into real estate. Because this time it's different. And I'm like, dude, you sound like you sound like the last two major corrections on real estate in the 2000s. Two major corrections that left some people bankrupt. Because this time it's different. And uh, that brought out the dude kind of commentary that you only can give to a friend where like don't count your eggs before they hatch right and don't put all your eggs in one basket and don't say things like I'm buying an all time high and I feel good about it at least have some humility and some shame the signaling from the Federal Reserve on Wednesday that there is going to be an upward bias in the policy tied towards interest rates assuming the economy evolves the Federal Reserve expects it dot plot continues to signal expectation of three rate hikes for 2017 and three rate hikes for 2018. So we get one more this year. The median estimate for the longer run Fed funds rate was reduced from 3% down to 2.8%. That's a much higher relative to the current Fed funds rate. And you know the market's enthusiasm for the step down and the projected longer-run Fed funds rate has been tempered by the understanding right now that there's a lot that can still happen in the long run to alter the course. The Fed said something along the lines of, we're going to stop helping the markets by issuing debt and buying debt. We're just going to let it mature and retire. Unless something happens. So it's like, we're, we're definitely going to do this unless something happens. Ooh. Initial claims the weekend in September 16 produced a big surprise, checking in at 259000 That's a decrease of $23,000. Uh, first time unemployment claims look good. Surprise and initial claims were said to be impacted by Hurricanes Harvey and Irma. That a lot of people thought that more people would be checking in with the unemployment office because of not being able to get to work in a car. They have to swim, and that's inappropriate. So... Um, Hurricane Harvey, initial claims, you know, under 300,000, are considered positive. I think these are funny numbers at this point in time. Employers appear to be reluctant to cut payrolls in a tight labor market. Texas, incidentally, saw the largest decrease in initial claims, um, which, again, doesn't make any sense considering there was a major hurricane that put people out of work. So, elsewhere, we've got some upside surprises in economic data. The treasury market now continues to support modest gains across the curve. 10-year treasury sits so about 2.26%. Not too long ago it was playing with 2%. Anytime the 10-year treasury our government's good faith is paying, you know, anywhere under 3.5%, it, it, it's typically a buy signal for the stocks. When you're down to 2%, money is so cheap and you're not getting a good rate of return for parking your money in for 10 years in it, so a lot of times money will go find other things to do like buy stocks. Is that enough to keep the bull market running? Oh, yeah, right? As far as keeping the bull market running at this point in time, I think you want to look at things like the S&P 500. And you kind of want to see, you know, is it running out of gas on the up movements? Is it holding support? Or is it like going below support on the down movements? I think there's four big tech stocks that we should be watching right now. And it's Alphabet, which is owned by Google. Amazon, um, which is basically in a two month declining trend as is Google. Then you get Facebook, which is stalled technically in Apple, which their series three watch is getting some problems with cellular and that stocks off, you know, eight or nine dollars from its all time high. So I think you're looking at SP five hundred, I think you look at Alphabet, Amazon, Facebook and Apple, see how that group trades. Then I think you want to look at junk bonds and how they're trading. Um, the ratio of junk bonds to high-quality corporate bonds, and um, you know how speculative are will people willing to be. So the 10-year treasury, if it can get to 2.4, we're going to 2.6, essentially is the idea. And that should be a big crimp on the stock market. Copper is an industrial metal, and it was moving higher, it's moving higher, it's moving higher, it's moving, it moving higher. More demand, more demand, more demand, more demand. Um, then it started moving lower. Is that telling you that the stock market's a future discounting mechanism? Typically, that's what people would say. That the stock market looks six months into the future. Anyhow, and anyway, I'm Rob Black. Find me online at robblackshow.com, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Uh, you can always drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air.
0: I'm Rob Black. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves, weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7.
1: I'm Rob Black, talking money, invest, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Um, anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about? Money, invest, and more. One of the areas that I've always been interested in is, like, what people are willing to do to get that phone. And, you know, the new iPhone X is going to be a $1,000. iPhone 10, excuse me. Yeah. Um, it surprises me how many people I see with it. And then you see the statistics, how many people don't have any money invested, have nothing saved for retirement, have nothing saved for an emergency. And it's shocking to me. But this week, maybe maybe my will to live came back to me. I don't know. Maybe that's too dramatic. I don't think it is. But good seats are still available for the 49ers. And... They're cheap. When the 49ers played the Jets, um, you can now get the price of an NFL ticket for the price of a beer. Now, that sounds like a pretty good deal to me, but the beer's 14 bucks. and I'd rather have the beer. When you took a look at California football last weekend, you saw a lot of empty seats. The 49ers. Uh, are going to host Los Angeles Rams tonight at Levi's Stadium in Santa Clara. Ticket resale sites are flooded with cheap seats, listed for far below face value a day before the game. Now, it's not a good draw. You know, the Rams are probably an up-and-coming team. I don't know. If you think I can talk football, wrong station. But if you want to listen to that other station, you're going to retire poor. Living in the ghetto. But tonight's the night to go to a football game. If you've always had a bucket list, I want to go see a football game because you can get them for 15 bucks. That's unbelievable. If you always want to take your kid to a game, he's not going to know the difference that it's the worst game ever. He's going to see the cheerleaders. He's going to see the pretzel the size of his head, maybe bigger than his head. Um, this is the, the this is the time. And when the 49ers moved to the Levi Stadium, I, I watched people buy personal seat license. I'm like... They're throwing away good money. The the television you can get a 60 inch TV and watch this baby at home on a 4K TV and it's awesome. So tickets are low as 14 bucks right now. You can get them on eBay StubHub. Now they are not great seats. Dozens of tickets are still under 20 bucks, 16 bucks. It wouldn't be hard to buy a pair of tickets for less than the cost of forty bucks though stadium parking. That offends me. Oh, boy. Uh, tickets are going to go for a fraction of their face value, which is typically about $85 to $95. That's not included that $2,000 cost of a personal seat license. Uh, there have been some lawsuits right up against the 49ers because the team sucks so bad and people feel like they were made and switched. Whoa. With the 49ers, which moved the team south to Silicon Valley four years ago for a shiny new $1.3 billion stadium. You know, that was plagued by a seemingly never-ending stream of problems from traffic nightmares to poor turf to sunbaked seats to the team's league's worst record last year. Ow. No, amongst the league's worst, excuse me. I don't know football. I do not know football. Um, I know fashion models. I don't know business models. Okay, that's not true. But I kind of like saying that. It makes me feel like I'm 92 years old and creepy. Anyway, thank you very much. I'll be here all day. Um, Photos, again, on social media show, empty seats. And that's a nightmare if you're an owner of a team because you really want to sell jerseys. And, you know, it's like the moment Kaepernick comes back to the NFL, it's going to be the number one jersey in football. For an owner who's on a losing team, just sign him, and you're going to sell a lot of jerseys. And those jerseys aren't valuables, right? And again, I look at grown men who have football jerseys, and I find you to be sad and pathetic. Don't mind having kids under 18. Oh, I saw the most sad thing one day. I saw eating by myself. Oh, by myself. And I saw that son come in with his dad. And son was probably like 23, 24. And he was just a punk of a kid. It's like exactly what you don't want to raise. At that age, you're like... My son just graduated from college, and he just got his own apartment. He's living with his new girlfriend, Liza. And uh, they've got a, a pet named Sparky. And we're not quite sure if it's a dog or a cat, but his name is Sparky. Ha <laughs> And this kid was wearing a football jersey and gold jewelry. And it just has to be a heartbreaker from, you know, your whole life, what you want it to raise, to what you get, and the pain between the two is what hurts the most. Um... I know that all too well. It, it doesn't matter where you end up. And, it, it, you know, when you dream big, it's the pain between that dream and where you end up that hurts the most. So ticket woes aren't hurting the team's bottom line. Forbes ranked the 49ers the fifth most valuable NFL franchise. But there's going to be problems in the horizon because the team's annual change in value was just 2%. That's the smallest in the NFL, second smallest. Fans are not happy. Some have dumped their stadium builders' licenses on the secondary market and recoupled less than half their cost. And just part of the NFL's California problem, you know, newly transplanted teams like the Los Angeles uh, Chargers Rams have played home games this season in front of empty seats. The Oakland Raiders, which is a winning team, is waiting to leave for Las Vegas. Cue the Sheryl Crow! Um. It's interesting to me that California is having such a problem. But, again, it's heartwarming to me that mom and pop who go to a game tonight. I'm actually be happy to see you there because it's not a whole, you know, years of investing that you're, you're spending on tickets. I don't get how people do it. No more 6% commissions. Brokers in, in um, a London-based company called Purple Bricks, they're launching their U.S. business in L.A. And you get a full-service regular real estate broker for $3,200. And some people are skeptical. You know, why pay six percent? You know, when you know you could pay thirty two hundred dollars. Will it be the same? Will it be enough? A lot of cost of the brokerage industry's come down. Professional photography, three D virtual tours, help with stage and home tours, listings. They could all be had pretty cheap now. Uh, buyers who choose purple bricks as their agent will receive a thousand dollar rebate on closing. Um, it's a pretty exciting business model. Uh, it's one that real, real realtors don't want to hear. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at robblackshow.com. The draw there is the real estate professional no longer will have to negotiate commissions and haggle with other agents. Purple Bricks is also giving agents another incentive, which is exclusive territories. So the real estate market's being disrupted again. Will this one stick for sale by owner, FSBO? Uh, it had a huge movement that kind of died down, that kind of died down uh, 10, 15 years ago. So if you look at a $6,000 commission versus a $3,200 commission, how much do you get in for that money? Anyhow, I'm Rob Black talking money, investing in more. You can find me at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com.
0: Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, seven to nine on AM twelve twenty KDOW.
1: I'm Rob Black talking money, investing more. India is an area that I'm I'm big on. I think you should take a look at it as adding to your portfolio if you haven't. Um. It's not smooth. It's not easy. It's maybe something that's tough for you to digest. But you know, Bangalore is doing quite well. And a lot of e-commerce enterprises are succeeding in India, from web retailing to ride-hailing to food delivery. And to do well in India, you have to kind of crack where the customer lives. It's confounding because the chaotic streets in India's hypergrowth cities are a navigation nightmare. They've got narrow, narrow hidden alleys. Um, they've got half-built structures. They've got ever-changing landmarks. Lack of street signs. It's intimidating for many who don't like to travel. Addresses don't mean much. Um, roads and buildings have you know standardized names or numbers, that um, they're not. So if I told you I lived at you know fourteen sixteen King Road, you'd be like, I'll look it up. Good luck in India. A path leading to the address may be dug up or may have a one-way traffic overnight just totally changed. Um, So you have to resign yourself to receiving, you know, kind of the confusion that comes with it. And, you know, delivering of packages and getting turn-by-turn directions, it's not going to be easy. Enterprises are desperate to solve the bewildering problem that is India and the chaos um, Amazon's got a huge warehouse in India, and the chief of fulfillment operations, you know, recently talked a little bit about you know addressing technology, you know, which is a huge local localization measure for India because dresses aren't structured. So the software that Amazon has provides an extra line for instructions such as next to the Citibank ATM, or opposite the Airtel store, or across from the Hyatt Hotel. Um, so there's an additional line for the phone number in case the delivery man's lost. Like, what you think is your, we need your name, your address, your city, and your zip code. It has to be different in a different country sometimes. Now, there's a lot of startups trying to crack this. Amazon bought a stake in a company called Zipper, which creates eight digit alphanumeric codes as an alternative to traditional addresses, designating precise locations overlaid on a digital map. And there's a company called MapMyIndia apple set up maps development center in india last year it's a hard problem requiring huge machine learning and artificial intelligent resources uh all this goes to show you that any web or e-commerce business that cracks navigation in india will probably have a decent chance to build a robust business there are you with me on this one or are you against me because i'm trying to give you the code to make money that's right jack. 800? that's right jack mr t i love mr t um, as a kid I kind of wanted To be Mr. T Take that For what you will And leave the rest No way fool So So Amazon's Taking on the Drug supply chain That could be Interesting Because we I don't like Amazon Their cars are Always in my Parking space They They Slow down The traffic On the road Oh I can get my My Pharmaceuticals Cheaper I like Amazon Big company, kind of evil company, but the company is ramping up conversations with a group of drug middlemen known as PBMs. Um, PBMs are a critical part of the drug supply chain as they negotiate prices with the drug manufacturers. Um, the report, which is out there, as previously spotted by Axios, also outlines the disruptive potential posed by Amazon across the multi billion dollar pharmaceutical industry. Um, I myself as I get older I might be a shut-in my mom was a shut-in until we put her in a home and doesn't that suck to say out loud because putting someone in a home is kind of like putting them in prison and I say that in the sense that you know as a shut-in having someone come and bring like my mom was so lonely that she would watch um the Home Shopping Network or QVC and like she thought they were talking to her and that sucks getting older and Having your drugs delivered to you is great, but I don't know. Tesla's working with AMD to develop its own artificial intelligence chip for self-driving cars. Big story. Um, on this news, you're seeing AMD move higher. Tesla's got a good relationship with, with NVIDIA, and you wonder, like, why are you doing this? It's the same way the reason that Apple designs their own semiconductors is they want to decrease their reliance on other companies. Warren Buffett said in a hundred years that will be over a million. Now there's a good chance I won't be alive in a hundred years. I hope I'm not alive in a hundred years. I know there's things like you can get your head chopped off and frozen and stuff like that, but shorting stocks is a loser's game and people who are pessimistic about America are nuts. So says the veteran investor, I agree. And when I first got in the industry, I wanted to beat Warren Buffett. I wanted to beat his butt. Like I was, I wanted to dominate. I wanted to show him that I can beat him in tech stocks, and I did. And then over time, in a down market, he thumped me. And it became very important to me to try not to be right anymore. And if you can't, you know, necessarily beat them, join them. So Warren Buffett said that he thinks the U.S. is in pretty good shape, and even 100 years out, stocks are a solid bet. He backed it up because he was at a Forbes event, and he said, take a look at the Forbes list of 400 wealthiest Americans since the start of 1982. And you don't see any short sellers there. You don't see any trading academies. You don't see any REIT companies or mortgage-backed securities that you can now invest in and get better than market returns. It's, I'm not saying it's all crap. I'm saying Buffett's right. Uh, capitalism is live and well. If you look, go back 100 years ago, the Dow was at 81. 81. Now it's at 22370 and he thinks in 100 years it's going to be at a million. Starbucks is unveiling a new drink, as if we need a new drink from Starbucks that cashes in on the fall's hottest trend, and it's bigger than pumpkin spice. There's a new pumpkin spice latte in town. I've been wanting to say that all all the while long. And guess what it is? You ready for the announcement? Drumroll, please. I'll do a drum roll in my own head. Starbucks announced that it's going to debut the new maple pecan latte to celebrate the first day of fall. Maple has been on the rise this fall. Dunkin' Donuts launched maple pecan-flavored coffee in August. Um, So it is what it is. I can't control this story. The beverage launch is being accompanied by the debut of a Starbucks new fall cups, which... Starbucks cups get a lot of controversy do they look like eggs are they trying to symbolize Christmas I don't know and I don't care it's just a cup to me Uh, but pumpkin spice latte you're in second place maple pecan flavored coffee is the winner winner chicken dinner Uh, Google's put in some money where their mouth is so to speak they've been making phones for a while and they're buying into 1.1 billion dollars to get the uh, scoop so to speak from HTC. Under the agreement, Google's going to acquire a team of HTC employees, many have worked on the um, Pixel smartphone, in return, HTC's going to get a gorgeous, wonderful amount of $1.1 million in cash, um, but Google's saying we're serious, uh, and we are formalizing a long-awaited tie-up, so to speak, we're not just hooking up anymore. Uh, the deal's subject to regulatory approvals and customary closing conditions, but it doesn't look like a problem in any way, shape, or form. And uh, Google gives lifeline for HTC. Over the past few years, HTC has built some of Google's Nexus tablets, and Google worked closely with HTC on manufacturing and assembly of its first ever end end phone. So uh, HTC has been struggling. So is this enough to take on Apple? Not likely. HTC makes also the high-end Vive virtual reality system. It's the third most popular headset in terms of shipments out there. So um, Sony and Facebook are out there doing what they could be doing. So the Federal Reserve uh, is removing removing the economy's crutch, which is going to try to shrink $4.5 trillion in holdings. Um, This was the big get-out-of-town information from yesterday. Um, it's trying to normalize things. When you have your own government and a government entity, such as the Federal Reserve, going out and printing money, printing $4.5 trillion, and then buying debt from itself, pushing the cost of debt lower, it's... it's. I'm not going to say it, but it's messed up. I want to use a door that's, that might rhyme with something else, like duck, but it's messed up. Um, so they're going to try to remove that stimulus, and will it work or not? And when you put on stimulus, and you lower the cost of money, when you take it off, what happens? Wow, Bed Bath and Beyond. I just looked at a chart of that. That's a company that's having some pain, getting some competition. Mr. T, what do you expect? Or Clubber Lang, what do you expect for your fight with Rocky Balboa? Pain. 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 So... Um, that can't be good, right? Elsewhere out there, Albertsons is buying Plated, which is kind of a Blue Apron competitor. And Blue Apron's rising because maybe it says Safeway or someone might ultimately buy Blue Apron because Albertsons number two. And um, you know, maybe someone like a company like a Walmart or a Target wants you to come in and buy more food. They have a lot of food there. Why don't they you know, do kits there and maybe even do delivery? And then while you're online getting your food delivered maybe you'll get coca-cola or something more profitable for them to deliver i'm rob black talking all things financial money investing more find me online at rob
0: don't forget there's another hour of today's show to listen to find it now at kdow.biz or on the kdow radio app
1: i'm rob black talking money investing and more thanks for listening to the show Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. We've talked about India. We've talked about other investment ideas. Um, don't be shy. Um, it's something that I'm really big on is that bring your questions to the table. I promise I'm easier to deal with than I look. I'm not as crazy as I act on television, so to speak. Um, I got an email question from Chuck. He said, listen to your show. Please recommend a financial planner for me. I live in Michigan. Um, I don't actually know any planners in Michigan. Uh, I work directly with New Focus Financial, and I think you can work directly with New Focus Financial. I don't think you have to be in the city. They've got clients in numerous other states and such. You can find out more about them at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. I would only work with a financial planner. Um, I would accumulate wealth on my own. And when you get to the point where it's too big of a a check, and you're like, whoa, I'm in over my head. I'm nervous about Trump. I sold everything in November. Only see the market run up. You're making mistakes. You know, you can cut down on risk, you can add risk, but you can't try to get the crystal ball out. So, you can check out newfocusfinancial.com and newfocusfinancial.com. So, there's no excuse right now um, to not be paying attention to world news. It is a constant reminder that things can mess up your life pretty quickly. Um, I'll be honest, the earthquake in Mexico and seeing a trapped kid, um, seeing the floods in Florida, seeing islands decimated. I once went to the very sexy St. Barts in St. Lucia. Um, very sexy, very fun islands to be at when I'm younger. Now I'm older, and I'm like, eh, hey, my my hips are hurting. <laughs> Can we, uh... And I don't even want to go there, but I think you get the idea that, um you see these headline news and you're like that's funny why do people who uh, have their homes with a tree falling on them why are they always naked or you know why has he always got his shirt off ah. Ah. Um, and you know the, the storm eventually blows out of town and people lose cars and people lose houses so sometimes they lose lives and but when you lose a house it's a big thing right? So, time to do a little inventory in your life on where you are, how much you have, what you're looking for. Can you afford to lose it? Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money, investing, and more. Um, Hurricanes should be a reminder to you to take inventory, that bad things can happen. So, I'm doing a life insurance policy today And, you know, to get ready for it, I didn't drink for 60 days. I exercised. I ate kale salads, things that I wouldn't normally do on a regular day. Like I ate six almonds and like seven walnuts a day. Um, I portioned everything and I'm ready for it. And I'm going to get the best rate possible. And it'll last me 15 years or whatever term that I need it to last. I only buy term life insurance. I don't buy whole life. I don't buy variable life. I don't look for alternative investments in real estate that can get you a seven and a half percent return. Too much for me, too greedy, too greedy. I'm not looking for that. I'm not looking for whole life like, hey, you can have, you could borrow against your own insurance policy. I don't want to do that. I want to get the cheapest insurance policy, save money and invest the rest. And then I can have my own money instead of borrowing against my own money. So I'm gonna get a 15 year term and to get ready for it, I took it seriously. I trained like an athlete. Um, so I can get everything perfect as possible. When I go to the doctor, and this is going to be sound like crazy advice, I don't necessarily tell the doctor everything that's on my mind. You know, you're sitting with the doctor. How are you feel? You're like, well, now that you brought it up, I'm a little, I'm a little anxious. You know, I have got a couple kids, and like, I'm starting to think about where am I going to retire, and like. You know, kid's expensive. They're, you know, $300,000 from age 0 to 17. And, like, you start going through this, like, process in your head. And you, the doctor writes down anxiety. So then he goes, hey, can I get you um, an anti-anxiety medicine? And you're like, sure. And he, he goes, now, I'm only going to prescribe 10 and take it when you're feeling pretty overwhelmed. Now, the downside is with anti-anxiety medicines, some people commit suicide. Um, anytime you put a drug in your body, there's a, to do what it, it does. It has to to do not some damage, but it, it, to make you happy, it has to block your happy receptor <laughs> so that the happy feelings are always there. But where do the sad feelings go? Like, there's always gonna be an action and reaction, in my opinion. So I'm getting a life insurance policy, not issued today, but the test on it's today, and I'm very careful when I tell my you know doctor. Of things like whether I feel anxiety or not, or um, now again, I would obviously, if it's life threatening, I would do it, but sometimes that stuff gets written down and it comes back to like every time you go to the doctor, they weigh you. So, and you're only allowed if you lose 30 pounds in two years, the insurance companies are only going to say 15 because most people put back 50% of the weight. So, like, you don't get the credit for what you wanted. So, I kind of treat those things as jobs. Um, you know, the hurricanes and the floods said, you know, Rob, go videotape everything that you own and go take pictures and, and save it. Put your important documents in an area where if it gets flooded or fired or, or theft, you, it doesn't destroy you. Take pictures of your wills, take pictures of your Social Security cards, things like that. So I had an emergency get for six years and I looked at it recently and it needs to be updated the batteries have been, you know, uh, turned acidic and, and are useless. So anyway, I'm Rob Black. You can find me online at robblackshow.com, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Thanks for listening to the show. You can always find me online at robblackshow.com. Um, uh, don't be shy. I think that's the number one thing that I have out there for you. Okay. I'll
0: take a break here. I'll be right back. I'm Rob Black. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app.